Good morning. It's good to see you on the first Sunday of the new year, which I think is wonderful. And as Becky says, this beginning part of January, we're going to be looking at a series that we've called Foundations, and we're going to work backwards. So this morning, I'm looking at the focus that we had for 2017. Next week, Ben will be looking at the focus we had for 2016. And the week after, we're going to be looking at 2015 when we gave out our underlying vision, the love, the grow and the serve that we've built everything else upon. So I'm hoping for those of you who've perhaps not been journeying with us as long, that this will be a great time of recap so you can really catch a hold of who we are as a church and where we're going. For those of you who perhaps have been journeying with us for the last few years and maybe even longer, it I hope will encourage you and revitalize within you where we believe that God is calling us and where we're going. And as we do this and build these through, we'll then go into Vision Sunday where Paul will bring to us and we'll look at what we're going to be focusing on in 2018 and where we we believe God's calling us to go this next year. So although my focus is endeavor Give God your best. That's what I've been given. I want to talk to you a lot about foundations this morning because I think if we can understand the key that is the foundations that we build in our lives, then these next few weeks can hopefully be really helpful for you, not only practically and spiritually, but also helpful for us as a church as we look to build together as well. And you know, if you're visiting with us this morning, then that's just fine too, because I hope that what I say is going to encourage you in your own personal life, and you'll be able to take it away maybe to your own home church or wherever you find yourself for the rest of this year. So I'm hoping it'll help you wherever you're at, whether you're journeying with us or whether you're visiting us this morning. And I just wanted to read to you a few things that the dictionary says about the importance of foundations, why foundations are important. And these are a few things it says. It says foundations can determine the height and the stability of a structure. Obviously, my foundations aren't particularly deep because my height is not particularly tall, but I'm stable. Another thing that it says is it forms a base for all other things to be added. Now, ladies, and maybe some of you men, who knows, when you put your foundation on your face, that's what you add everything else to. And if you don't want your makeup to slide off it, you need to put a good foundation on to keep everything else stuck to, to keep you looking beautiful. Gents, if you'd like some tips, go and speak to some ladies this morning. Another thing the dictionary says is it is a basis or groundwork of anything. So it can be of anything. Often we look at foundations and we think they're to do with buildings. And I'm sure there's some builders in here this morning and think, you're not getting it right, Sarah. And I'm sure I'm not. But they are the basis and the foundation of anything. And I currently work here and I'm very blessed to. But before I did a couple of years ago, for... 10, 15 years, I worked in primary schools with children with special educational needs, and part of that was integrating them within the mainstream classrooms, and it was almost like I went back to school myself. I'd been through school, I'd been through high school, I'd been through college, I'd been through university, I'd got a dual honours degree, I was soaring, and then I went back to primary school and realised I had absolutely no understanding of some of the basics that they teach. For example, phonics. I'm sure we didn't do phonics when I went to school. If they did, I was asleep or it was just way over my head. 
There are so many different sounds that O you make, it is unbelievable. The A you make when you put them together, excuse me, I just need to rearrange myself. I do apologize. All these sounds that phonics make, and I had no idea, so I would sit in the phonics lesson with my artistic little friend who liked to spit in my drink, and I would try and encourage him to listen and try and help him with his work, and I was thinking, I don't know the five different sounds these two letters make myself. And so I spent the next few years learning all about phonics and how they help you with your reading. I could suddenly read things I could never read because I went back to primary school and I understood the foundation of phonics. Parents, if you're in here and your child is bringing phonics home and you are thinking, what on earth? Persevere. It will help you too. It helped me. And you know, I found this in many areas. Olivia, our youngest daughter, is very um, keen on music and she's currently learning the trumpet. She's very good at it, but she decided she wanted to learn the piano as well. And me, being a very stingy person, said, I'll borrow the keyboard off Nan and Pops and I'll teach you. <laughs> now, little did she know that when I had piano lessons when I was young, to try and keep up with my elder sister, who is that talented she has played for the Queen, I couldn't actually read the music. So... Because of the fear of the piano teacher, I would learn every piece off by heart and pretend I was following the music, but actually I couldn't read the notes and they made no sense to me whatsoever. So when I began to teach Olivia, I was teaching myself. And I was like, oh, this is suddenly beginning to make sense. Because the problem I had when I tried to learn to play the piano was I hadn't got the patience and I think we've been here before, for those of you who come regularly, I hadn't got the patience to put the time in to learn the foundations so I could build something bigger on top of it. So this morning, I really want to encourage you how important it is not to skip the basics, not to skip the foundations, because so often we want to be, whoa, I'm over here and I'm doing fantastically and I'm going somewhere for God. But actually, because I haven't put my foundations in and because I've tried to skip them, I'm not actually going to get anywhere and I'm not actually going to be able to build strong and build long and that's what we want to encourage you to do that you in your life build strong and you build long so you keep going and you don't stop and you don't fall by the wayside but you continue and keep going and over the last three years as we've said we've been laying foundations as a church and hopefully that's encouraged you as individuals to lay foundations within your own lives and I think it is important to look back and consider those foundations that we've laid. Consider your own foundations that you've laid as individuals, maybe as family units as well. And sometimes recalibrate where necessary because maybe those foundations haven't actually gone in quite right, haven't actually been built in that certain area and maybe cause us to be a bit lopsided and out of balance and as much as we encourage you to look forward and keep going forward there are times when it is important to look and consider the foundations and the past and the things that we have laid in our lives to remove the things that are not solid and firm foundations and to put in things that are solid and firm so you can build strong and you can build long and so with that in mind 
I want to encourage you this morning to get on board with what I'm talking about. I want to encourage you this morning to get on board and consider your foundations, to get on board and think, okay, well, what do I need to do so that I can build strong and build long in my life? And with it being the first Sunday of the new year, I thought, well, one of the things that everybody either does or talks about at the beginning of the new year is consider their New Year's resolutions. And last year, let's if we just have a look, if we got those key phrases, Jess. Last year, some of our key phrases that we brought last year with our focus was that we were endeavouring to be a greater church. We we're encouraging you to endeavour to be greater in your life. And I don't know about you, but when I look at a New Year's resolution for what I want to do this year, I always look back at the ones that I put in last year. And as a family, we always sit down and we write down things that we want to do the course of this next year. We've done it this year. We did it last year. But before we write them down, we go back and look at the things we wrote the previous year and have a look how we've got on. Do we need to carry those over maybe? Yes, let's just keep coming with that one. Or have we done it and we can start with something new and something fresh? You know, and if you haven't done anything like that this year, you don't have to, but you can still do it. You can still even now put in things for the year. And I hope this morning, as I share with you, it'll encourage you to go away and consider what you can do this next year to help you to be a greater person. So some of the things that we focused on, key points was endeavouring, about giving God your best. We talked about praying the Lord's Prayer every single day. And you know what? That doesn't have to stop just because 2017 is over. Let me encourage you, pray the Lord's Prayer every day. Invite him in every day. Invite him out every day into everything that you're doing. That we're fit for purpose, for the purpose that God's called us to. That we would love, grow and serve like we've never loved, grown and served before. That we would get on board with what's going on within the church, what God wants to do within our own lives. And that we would break cycles, that we find ourselves going round and round and round and round. That same mountain, that same problem, that same thing that just keeps coming up, that same person. That we would break those cycles and be free to move forward. And those were some of the key things that we looked at this last year. And so, as we begin this new year, can I encourage you, people look at okay, I'm going to lose some weight this year, or I'm going to begin a new activity, I'm going to join the gym, or I'm going to start running, or I'm going to start power walking. And Olivia and I went and walked the dog New Year's Eve, New Year's Day morning. We go quite early, and we went out. There was not a soul in sight. And then as we came back off the main road into the street where we live, there was a chap who had got, he was fully kitted for running. He had them skinny legging things. I'm sure they're called something better than that, but to me, the leggings. Them skinny legging things on. Them skin-tight tops. He had this little thing on his head. And he was, he'd, he'd obviously missed it somewhere because he was power walking. But I was impressed he was up at this time and he was doing something. That, and I looked at Olivia after he'd gone past and I said, I bet that's his New Year's resolution, Liv. I haven't seen him again since, might I add. But you know, we put all these things in place. We put, I'm going to sleep more. I'm going to spend time with family more. Many, many things that we put in place that we're going to do for the new year. But how long do they actually last? 
And you don't just have to put New Year's resolutions in at the beginning of the year. We say all throughout the year, right, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to change who I am. I'm not going to do these certain things anymore and do something different. But how long does it actually last? Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. So the question is, well, why? Why sometimes do things last and other times things don't? I've got a quote for you that might hold part of the answer. And it says this, enthusiasm is a vital ingredient in all human endeavor. Enthusiasm is a vital ingredient in all human endeavor. Now, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be too enthused for too long to be going out in the cold and running, which is perhaps where my little chap went who we saw on the first day of the year. And so I found a different quote, and it says this, Character is the ability to carry out a resolution long after the excitement has passed. So enthusiasm starts you off on a journey, but at some point, enthusiasm falls by the wayside, let's be honest. Oh, sorry, it's not on. I'll read it again. That's my fault because I didn't give it to him. Character is the ability to carry out a resolution long after the excitement has passed. And you know, you look through history and you look around now and you see people like Wilberthorpe, Wilberforce who was enthusiastic about freedom for people. But it was character that kept him going when it got tough. You look at people like Martin Luther King who was enthusiastic about equal opportunities but when it got tough, it was character that kept him going. You look at people like Mo Farah and some of these amazing sports personalities. They're enthusiastic about the sport that they do. But it's character that gets them up in the morning when they would rather stay in bed to go and train. You look at people like Walt Disney, who was enthusiastic about a mouse. But it was character, when you actually look at his story, that kept him going through the knockbacks that he had when people said they didn't want anything to do with it. It was character that kept him going. You look at people like Mary Berry. She's enthusiastic about baking, isn't she? But it's character that keeps you going when them cakes go wrong, ladies and gents. So enthusiasm is a vital ingredient. You need to be enthusiastic. Ask God to enthuse you with things for the new year. Ask him to enthuse you to go out and do good deeds and good works. But let me tell you, enthusiasm won't take you the whole road. You need to build character within you so you can keep going when it gets tough. And let's be honest, life at times gets tough. So if we've got to build character in our lives, how do we do it? How do we build things within our lives to help us stay enthused through the difficult times, to help us stay the course, to help us to build strong and to build long? And I believe if we look through the foundations of things that we laid last year and we look at some key words that mean very similar to foundations that you find in the Bible, then these three things that I want to talk to you about this morning will actually help us as we individually and as a church look to move forward and have strong and sturdy foundations. So you're ready to journey with me this morning? 
good. I'm going to have a drink before we start. So the first one that I want to talk to you about is heart. When you look at the definition of heart, it is the central in the innermost part of something. The central in innermost part of something. Proverbs 4:23 in the New Living Translation says this: Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So if the central and innermost thing in you determines the course of your life, the Bible is telling you, look after that thing. But first of all, I believe you've got to determine what that central and innermost thing is. If that central and innermost thing in you is chocolate, then it will determine the course of your life and what you go and eat. And the shops that you go to and the things that you buy and what you do. If the innermost part of you is your family, then that is what will determine the course of your life. Your life will be determined around your family. It will be determined around what they need, about building that and making that strong. If the central and innermost part of your life is Jesus and you build on him first, then everything else will be determined in and through him and what he calls you to do. You need to consider what the heart of you is and what has got your heart. Matthew 6, 21 in the Amplified Version says this. For where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on which your life centers will also be. You've got to choose and make a decision what your treasure is going to be this year. As a parent, very often, my treasure is Calpol. It is the answer to many things. For those of you who are parents, you are laughing along. For those of you who are not, if you ever come into the vicinity of a child, Calpol is very useful. It is the answer to many things. I can't go to sleep. Have some Calpol. I have a headache. Have some Calpol. I have a bellyache. Have some Calpol. I don't want to go to school. Have some Calpol. I'm behaving really badly. They don't say that, but I can see that. Have some Calpol. Have a double dose. I figure as long as it spreads out and they don't get overloaded throughout the course of the day, that's fine. Please don't ring social services. Our eldest daughter no longer has Calpol. Have some paracetamol. It's so much cheaper. 16p for many of them, 32 from the co-op, 16p. Calpol is like five million pounds from the chemist. But Calpol is the heart of every parent. Grace is sitting there thinking, hmm, you do give Olivia Calpol a lot. But whatever is your centre, that is what you will base everything around. And if Jesus is not the center in your life, if his will and purpose for you is not the center in your life, and you wonder why you can't seem to get yourself to church on time, and why you can't seem to get involved, and why you can't seem to just do the things that you really wish you could, but you end up doing something else instead, check your heart. Check your heart. Because if Jesus is the center of your heart... 
And if you discipline your life to bring that into place by praying, by asking him to help you, by breaking those cycles, by setting those things aside and saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to look at that anymore. I'm not going to allow that to be big in my life anymore. And if you discipline yourself to allow that to be right, then things will begin to change. Healthy hearts come from a healthy lifestyle. And you see many people going into this fitness thing, going into sport, and it is so helpful for a healthy heart. So surely to have a healthy heart spiritually, then we have to have a healthy spiritual lifestyle. So to have a healthy spiritual lifestyle, we've got to exercise those things spiritually in our lives. Read your Bible, pray. Just read one chapter a day. Just say a one-line prayer a day. It's better than doing nothing. Don't think you've got to read the whole Bible in one day to suddenly become spiritually fit. One chapter, one verse will do to start. But you know, I don't actually think it's enough. Because this last few years, and I'm sure you've probably noticed as well, you see on the news, there's been some really high-profile cases especially within footballers, of people who are absolutely at the peak of their physical fitness and yet they have fallen down at times on the football field from a heart attack and died. So I'm standing here saying to you, if you want to be spiritually fit, sort your lifestyle out. Do all this because it will change your life. Well, obviously, quite clearly, it's not enough. Because if we see in the physical world, it's not enough. Because we see then people fall down and die on football fields. We see young men at the age of 16, which quite recently happened, fall down and die of heart attacks. Then surely physical fitness is not just enough. So that means spiritual fitness is not just enough. So what is the answer? The answer is going to someone who knows something more about it than you do, who is a specialist in that field and asking them to check you over. Because if those people had been to the doctor and had routine checks then they would very possibly not have died because that routine check would hopefully have shown something up and they would have been able to medicate accordingly. So what am I trying to say to you? I'm trying to say to you, sort out your spiritual fitness. Yes, it's key, it's important. But make sure you've got someone in your life who is further on than you, who can speak into your life, who can do a spiritual check on your life and say, why don't you sort this out? Because this could grow into something and become something not so good. Why don't you actually read this book? Because it could actually help you and be medicine to your soul. Why don't you listen to this song and it will refresh you and bless you? Go along to a small group. Join a team. These people are there to help you and support you. You can come to church every week. You can get involved in some of the things that we're doing. You can read your Bible. You can do all these things. But if you don't have someone who can speak into your life and do spiritual checks, then there are things in there that nothing else will spot apart from someone who you're being open and honest with and bearing your soul to. For where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on which your life centers will also be. This year, check your heart and check what's at its center. The second thing I want to say to you is this. Underpinning. What is underpinning you? 
apparently underpinning supports and strengthens a structure, ideas or motives. It brings something different in. It underpins it. It holds it down. It adds an extra security and an extra something as you begin and try to build. Matthew 7, 24 to 27 in the Good News says this. And this is um, a story that Jesus told. It says, So then, anyone who hears these words of mine and obeys them is like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain poured down, the rivers overflowed, and the wind blew hard against that house. But it did not fall because it was built on rock. But anyone who hears these words of mine and does not obey them is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain poured down, the rivers overflowed, the wind blew hard against that house, and it fell. And what a terrible fall that was. Not only do I want you to consider what's at the heart of everything you do, but I also want you to consider what are you building your life on? What are you building it on? What are your foundations? What is underpinning you and holding you secure? Because whatever it is determines your whole future. This last week we've been taking our Christmas decorations down at home. And we've got like a bit of a porch overhang thing at the front where we'd put the lights out on. And I went out to fetch them in, but as you can see I'm vertically challenged. So I took a stool and... Um, it was final on the drive. I stood on the stool, I unhooked it, and we carried along. Then, towards the edge of our drive, there's some purple shale. The stool and purple shale and myself do not work well together because it is really not a very solid foundation to put my stool on and to then stand on, which becomes extremely wobbly when you're trying to reach up and take the lights down. And I thought to myself, it's all right, it's just for a minute. It's all right, I'll just be on there just for a minute. 30 seconds if I'm quick. It won't be for long. But you know what? Just for a minute is long enough to fall. It is. Just a minute is long enough to fall. So you may think, oh, well, I know this isn't perfect in my life, but I'll just keep building anyway. Just a minute is long enough to fall. Just a minute is long enough to everything to fall apart around you. So let me encourage you this morning. Make sure as you begin to build in your life this year that what you're building on is solid ground. Are you building on sand or rock this morning? And when we look at Galatians 5, and I'm not going to read it, but you can look at it later. When you look at Galatians 5, 16 to 23, and it's up there for the scripture reference, it talks about those different things that you can build on. If you build on rock, you're building on Jesus. If you build on rock, you're building on the Bible and truth. When you look at Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. You can build on those things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control are all solid things to build your life upon. Are all solid things that will not falter, will hold you and underpin you as you begin to move forward. But then again in Galatians, it talks about those things that could be like sand in your life. And I've added some extras Maybe if you try and build on your past that wasn't so great. Maybe if you build on sin 
And all that simply means is missing the mark. Somewhere where you've missed the mark, where you've aimed at something and missed the mark, and it didn't quite go right, and it's not in the right place. If you try and build on something where the mark has been missed, then it won't build well. Impurity, self, lies, anger, envy, division, strife, jealousy, all of these things are not healthy to build on. They're not healthy in your relationships. They're not healthy in your life. Consider what is there within you, what you're holding on to as you build, what is underpinning you, because if it's those things, just like it said in Matthew, terrible will be that fall. And this morning, I want you to build strong and build well in your life. I want you to build in a way so you build strong and you build long and you keep going. There's longevity for you. So if that is the case, you need to build on the rock that is Jesus Christ. And you need to build upon the fruit that comes from him from the Holy Spirit. What are you building your life on? Because whatever you're building it on, as you begin to build, that thing will grow bigger in your life. So if you're building your life upon lies, then lies will get bigger in your life. If you're building your life and it's sitting on anger that's resting down deep within you, then anger will grow bigger. And you may think, why do, why do we keep getting angry at all these things? Because deep down there, there's some anger that needs to come out of your foundations so that you can build upon the goodness of Jesus Christ. And it's all about what we talked about last year, breaking cycles. Break those cycles of sand in your foundations. So that in your foundations is solid rock. In your foundations is Jesus Christ. If your heart is right and set, and if the things that underpin you are right and set, then you will build strong and you will build long. Then you will endeavor and greatness will come. There will be greatness in your lives. And I don't know about you, but that's what I want. I want to be able to endeavor and God to do great things in and through me. I want this community to see that God loves them. I want my family to know the love of God and give their lives to Christ. These are the things I want to see this year. But unless I build my life on solid rock, then the things that will grow and come out of me are not going to be helpful in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Because what I'll spread is lies or envy or jealousy. Even when I try and stop it and push it down, it's still going to come up and come out. And I know I need to go home and sit and look at myself and think these are the things I need to deal with because I'm not great at this and I'm not great at this. I'm not telling you this morning because I'm perfect. I'm telling you this morning because I'm broken. And God is showing me that there needs to be change. And I want you to come on that journey of change with me. Because as we go on that journey of change, then we will endeavor and we will become a greater church as each of us grows greater as individuals. The third and last thing I want to say to you, again, to do with foundations, and you find it in the Bible, is the word cornerstone. The cornerstone is the vital element. Everything else has been built around it. Apparently, it is the first stone that is placed. And everything else takes reference to that cornerstone. So once that cornerstone is in, whatever that first thing in your life is, is in, everything else takes reference to it. It determines the position of the entire structure. 
the entire structure of this church, the entire structure of your life, the entire structure of your family is determined by that cornerstone that is there and what that cornerstone is. Ephesians 2.20 in the New Living Translation says this, Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. If Jesus is the cornerstone, then he underlies and he unites everything. And you need to ask the question, is Jesus my cornerstone? Is Jesus our cornerstone as a family? Is Jesus our cornerstone as a couple? Is Jesus our cornerstone as a church? Because if he is your first then he will determine everything else. If he isn't your first, if he isn't your cornerstone, then you need to do some uprooting and some breaking of cycles so the cornerstone that goes in is Jesus Christ. It determines who you are and who you are going to be. It causes us to be fit for purpose. And we talked last year so much about being fit for purpose, being, being fit for everything God's called us to do and calling us to do. And as we're fit for purpose, then we're there to be a light for the community. We're there to love one another because that's what God calls us to do. He called us to go out into all the world and make disciples. But if our cornerstone is something other than Jesus Christ then the purpose of what we build is not a building for Jesus Christ. It's a building for whatever our cornerstone is. So this year, if you want to be fit for purpose, for all God is calling you to, if you want to be able to endeavor to be greater, for us to be a greater church, a greater light in this community, then you've got to check your heart. You've got to check what's underpinning you. And you've got to be able to determine whether Jesus Christ is your cornerstone. And some of you may, may need to get some shovels out and go digging some foundations up. And put some new ones down. And that's okay. We're here to journey with you on that. I know that this week in small groups, they're looking at hopes and dreams for the year. Maybe if you're not in a small group, you could go to the Connect Points. Faith, faith, faith will be at the Connect Points. And... Join a small group. Consider what your hopes and dreams for this year are. Allow your small group to journey with you. Allow them to help you when you need to dig parts of your foundations up. When you need to remove cornerstones that aren't causing you to be fit for purpose. Is he your first? This year... As we launch into 2018, I don't know about you, but I want to endeavour. Even though endeavour was for last year, I still want to endeavour that Jesus is at the heart of me. That Jesus is underpinning me and that Jesus is my ultimate cornerstone. And he determines everything that I am and everything that I am built upon. And some of you may think, yeah, but you don't know. 
You don't know what my past has been. You don't know how hard my life currently is. You don't know what's going on around me and how hard it is. My answer for you is this quote from Captain Cook, who was actually the man who was the captain of the boat Endeavour that discovered Australia. And he said this, Do just once what others say you can't do. And you will never pay attention to their limitations again. Where you've been told you can't, and where you've been told you're not good enough, and where you've been told you'll never amount to anything, and where you've been told that God doesn't actually want you, He just loves you, but He doesn't want you to do anything, that you're not fit for His purposes. I'm here to tell you this morning that those limitations that have been put on you are not there by the hand of Jesus but they're there to limit you and to squash you but this morning God wants to set you free this morning God wants to lift you up this morning God wants to say you can do all things you can break free you can do more your vision and your promises that have been spoken over your life can come to fruition you can Matthew 19 26 says the same Jesus looked straight at them and answered, This is impossible for human beings, but for God, everything is possible. And in some ways, it doesn't really matter what that this was, because if everything is possible for God, if everything is possible for God, then no matter what your this is that is stopping you, no matter what your this is that it's found its way into your heart or is underpinning you or is taken hold in place of your cornerstone, no matter what your this is that is limiting you in moving forward with God this morning, I'm here to tell you with God, all things are possible. You can break free. You can set apart. Those things no longer have to hold you. You can endeavor to become greater and no longer have to stay limited to where you are. When our foundations are truly laid, then the future is limitless. Because when foundations are in, the structure can be built and determined by those foundations. And if the word of God says that all things are possible through him who gives us strength, then no matter what has been spoken over you, suddenly becomes impossible. And the truth of God's word causes your future to be limitless in the goodness and the grace that he has to flow over your life. I just thought it'd be really good to respond this morning. As we've talked about endeavouring and keeping going. As we've looked at that quote, and I'm going to read it again from Captain Cook. Do just, want, do just once what others say you can't do, and you will never pay attention to their limitations again. This morning, I don't want you to pay any attention to those limitations that have been spoken over you. This morning, I want to remind you to endeavour again to go again, to believe again, to hope again, to know again that our God is limitless, that our God has a future and a plan for your life. And if that's you this morning, last year we gave out these blue wristbands on our Vision Sunday that say Endeavour On. And Ben has got some at the front. 
And this year, this year, if you want to respond to this, even though it's what we looked at last year, I believe God's calling us to carry on, to carry on endeavoring, to carry on building those strong foundations. And if that's you this morning, it's resonated with you, something that I've said, and you would like one of these to remind you, if you just raise your hand, and they're just going to come round and give you one. This morning, God's calling us to endeavor again. God's calling us to build again. God's calling us to uproot and to plant. You can still raise your hand if you haven't done so. Because with God, everything is possible.